is Priest Holmes a better running back than Fred Taylor? Hell no. no. When he made the Pro Bowl. Well, let's be clear. I didn't leak that information. Me and my agent, we, we are not the ones who leaked that information. So y'all need to ask the other side or whoever. Folks want to pop off? I wasn't really prepared for this interview to go in this direction. If you don't want to play football, just walk away from the game. Don't give me no old because I'm scared. If you're scared, you're scared. Go to church. And let's face it, all the great NFL quarterbacks have had mustaches. This is probably not that bad. This is not that bad. Knock on wood if you're with me, okay? This is the best podcast happening right now. I don't want to be struggling trying to pick the proper wording and being politically correct. No, man, I'm tired of that. I just want to talk like I talk. Keep it real. We keep it real, real, man. Keep it real podcast episode 120. This is the draft episode. Chill Will is here. Big Sofa is here. Social distancing. Still social distancing. Um, let's jump right into it, man. We're doing a special podcast this week. This is our second one this week, but this one is, of course, the 2020 draft last night, very first round. Um, dude, how did you like the whole virtual draft? Well, you know, I think the NFL did a good job with it, to be honest with you. I mean, it wasn't you no know, hiccups. I think, you know, you saw a few, you know, uh, you know, I think they cut away a couple of times early, but, you know, you're going to get that when everybody's virtual, you know, everybody's, yeah. you know, connecting a different Wi-Fi. Uh, some of the funny things I saw, though, I saw, did you see the mama pull the uh, white girl off the boy's lap? <laughs> and did you see that uh, the, the girl trying to take CD Lamb's phone? Yeah, I, know, I, talking, I saw, I saw, the, I saw the phone, phone. thing, the, the dude, the he Dallas pick. The, I saw yeah, that. He was talking about NFL phone, and she's trying to take his personal phone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that that's the difference from being in Las Vegas with the draft and you being in your house. People are getting a little bit too comfortable in their oh, house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you didn't see the, uh, the, the mama tap the, the girl on the, uh, the offensive tackle. I think it's uh, one of the boys from Georgia. No, I didn't see lap. that one. Yeah, she was sitting on his lap. She tapped him. And you could see the girl kind of look. Then next thing you know, she put hands on that. And you could tell she <laughs> removed her forces. And then you can see her coming, like, you know, put her hand up, like, you know, pushing her hand back. It's on Worldstar. So oh, my God. Like, oh, if it made Worldstar, yeah. yeah. People, people have seen it. That, oh, it's definitely fun. I saw it live, you know what I mean? Wow. That's the stuff you, I, I, seen, I seen the phone thing when it happened live. Wow. Yeah, now, I don't know what I did. Cool. Did, I, did I get up to get something to eat? I don't know what I did because I sure, I sure missed that one. Um, yeah, it was, so the, it was so cool. The whole virtual draft. Um, you can see how the commissioner was still trying to stay involved. You know, he was making the picks. He's in his basement. And so for just like you said, it, it took an, a, a tremendous amount of technical savvy because, um, you know, all these players had cameras in their house. Of course, all the coaches and the GMs and a, and a lot of teams, you know, the coach and the GM were in different places. Yeah. So they had yeah, to merge them were. together. And the owners owners might have been in different places. Um, you know, your boy Jerry Jones got to do the most. He was out on his yacht. Yeah, I mean, he was on his yacht, but I mean, his yacht is nothing compared to Shah Khan's yacht. Yeah, I mean, Shah Khan, we had the meeting. We, you know, the, the alumni had a little. You know, we got to go on his boat. Yeah, he told us that all the owners are envious of his boat. Of you course, know, he's about to, and he's about to get rid of that one and get a newer one. Yeah, get a, like, I heard he was getting a bigger one. He's about to get a bigger one, you know, something like I guess they're building that one now. He's trying to sell that one. You know, Jay-Z and Beyonce rented that boat, uh, yeah. kissing it, 
So I mean, they ain't, they ain't nobody renting Jerry Jones' boat, man. Besides <laughs> his half his on the boat, but they didn't. You know, they didn't even show us. I remember they saw a Doug Marone. Um, I think somebody. I think they was on the NFL Network. Saw they showed, I guess, Dave's house. But uh, from what I saw, I only saw Doug and his kids when they made uh, the twenty fifth. They didn't show much on the twenty uh, ninth pick for the Jaguars. Yeah. What I saw. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Did you see all the coaches and the GMs? How all the kids got involved. Everybody kid, well, that, everybody kid was on TV last night. Yeah, they were well. They were trying to, you know, keep the the enthusiasm up. You know, saying of the pick. I thought I, I thought that's what they were trying to, you know, convey that. You know, they were happy. They were getting involved. You know, kind of. You know, everybody sticking together, working together in the house. I think that's what they were trying to convey. Uh, and obviously, the kids were getting some uh, likes and followers on their, uh, you know, their friends from home. Uh, obviously, where they, where they where they're at. Yeah, I uh, saw. You know, Doug Marone had his, you know his son had his bold football shirt on. So, you know, I'm sure his Twitter and Instagram followers went up. You know, at least a couple thousand, if not more, last night. So you know, it was good for them, and, and uh, it, it'll be fun uh, the way they're trying to incorporate all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's tough times. You know, and everybody's going through it. Not just you know these draft guys, but you know just regular people. Yeah. You know, so they want everybody to, I mean, get the feel of, of being involved with it. And I thought the NFL did an excellent job. I thought the WNBA did a good job with their draft a couple of weeks or last week with their mm-hmm. virtual draft as well. So, I mean, it's good. You know, these IT guys, you know, they, they're, they're doing a great job of, of wearing, you know, cutting their back, and, you know, because they're, they're, they're still broadcasting this stuff on TV. Yeah. You know, so that's, you know, they sent out, I want to say the NFL sent out over, like 60 cameras and, and they have like phones and earphones and, uh, you know, they have lights connected to them. They have a whole kit. Then all the NFL teams, they, they put, uh, speed dial phones and, and all the, you know, the, the, the coaches and GMs houses so they can get to the team, uh, faster as opposed to having to call cell phones yeah. and that. Menu. So, you know, they did a great job of just, you know, keeping it, uh, in house and, and, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, big ups to the IT people for uh, getting it done. Yeah, yeah. And before we jump into the picks and, and who went where and things like that, the NFL said today that more than 15.6 million viewers tuned in. Now, this was across the NFL Network, ABC, ESPN, um, also ESPN, Deportes, and uh, the digital channels. So this was, you know, across all of the platforms. And they said that that was basically uh, – draft league history um, yeah. with that many people with that many views yeah and you know the crazy part is i think like honestly the cameras that they sent out to these guys yeah i don't think that they know when the league or they cut them on because you know people are or, or maybe that they do because the light comes on yeah but it seems like you know they're catching them in in total uh you know real moments you know is, is they don't know that the camera's on Unless they told them, or you know, after their pick, yeah. like when they're cutting to them, you know, just kind of checking on guys, it doesn't seem like they know yeah. that it's on, and that, and that's cool because you get the raw emotion of these guys. Yeah, and we we saw some raw emotions last night. Um, let's jump into the Jacksonville Jaguar picks, man. You know, they had two picks uh, during the uh, first round, which was last night during the draft. Did anything surprise you? First pick was uh, C.J. Henderson, of course, out of uh, out of Gainesville, University of Florida cornerback basically he, uh, he's the the newer newer Jalen Ramsey not so fast my friend <laughs> <laughs> uh you know I, I was on the actual legends uh live yesterday and uh-huh. we talked about this a little bit big surf 
And he was the one guy I didn't want the Jaguars to pick uh, in that ninth spot. I thought, uh, he, you know, he, he, yeah, I know the Jaguars are in need of a corner. Obviously, with Jalen Ramsey out the door, trading away A.J. Bouye, they, they need a corner, somebody that's going to come in and be that guy. Uh, rumor was they, they tried to trade up that third pick to get uh, Oku out of Ohio State. I think Detroit's asking price was too high. Yeah. They stayed at nine, and they got the corner. Now, I think, you know, when you look at that first round, I think a lot of teams released on corners. Uh, look at the corner that I think that Atlanta took. Uh, it took a corner. Uh, some of those guys were reaching. I think mm-hmm. this was the second. He, he was obviously the second best corner. He's battle tested at Florida. Uh, my concern about him is, uh, you know, his tackling ability. And then, uh, you know, he's picked in that ninth spot. The last player we picked in ninth spot in Florida is Fred Taylor. He's got gotcha. big shoes with him. So yeah. when, I, when I look at that ninth pick and him being a top ten pick, I look for him. He's got to be ready to come in, start, and be a shutdown corner day one. That's yeah. what we're expecting from him. I mean, that's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He, he doesn't get a learning curve or uh, anything like that. He's got to be ready to go day one. Uh, for us to be successful, especially for that defense to get back to where it was, losing, you know, players like Jalen, AJ, Calais, and, you know, possibly Yannick at this time. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you felt that was a pretty good pick, though. I mean, I think he's a solid player. Yeah. I just, you know, for me, I think that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit over the Florida, uh, you know, Florida picks. I mean, we've had more picks from Florida than any other school. I um, mean, I get that, you know, it's a close, you know, close distance and proximity. But, I mean, what's wrong with Miami? What's wrong? I mean, I, we went to Florida State before. I mean, but we don't have to – all our first-round picks do not have to be Florida Gators. And it seems like that's been a trend. I mean, I think everybody – I've said it before. I said it yesterday. I said it on this podcast. I think Kevin Bryant might be – not. I know he's the worst first-round pick in Jaguar history. Yeah. He could be the worst draft pick in Jaguar history. Uh based on, you know, where they picked them at. So, you know, I, I'm just, me, personally, I'm kind of over the Gator part, you know, but he's not a Gator anymore. He's a Jaguar. I just need him to come in and be ready to play at this point. Okay, now what about what about the SEC? Because, once again, it, the, both players are from the SEC, and it seems like, um, you know, our GM, he, he, he likes that. And, and, and not take anything away from the SEC. Well, they set a, they set a record last night. It was 15... 15 guys drafted from SEC yeah. last night. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, they set a record. A lot from LSU, Alabama, obviously. Uh, but those programs have, you know, built up. They, re- they recruit here in the South. Uh, so, we're seeing a lot of those guys in Miami, uh, you know, South Carolina, Georgia, Atlanta area. So, you, you've seen a lot of guys that are in this, you know, South area, and they're staying in the South. Uh, you know, the South, the, the Southeastern Conference is a tough conference to play yeah. in. Obviously, you look at those D linemen and, and the defensive players that come out of there, and definitely a uh, place that's tough. And you know, hopefully, we can get some offensive guys out of there now that'll be battle tested too, uh, because the two guys that we do have are battle tested: C.J. Henderson and uh, I think it's Kylan Tayson. Is this his name? Uh, you see, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to mess his name up. Yeah, I don't, yeah. His, his name is spelled K apostrophe L A V O N. Now you know yeah. when I first saw that, you know all I could think about was Key and Peel when they do the football players' names and the names are just like so crazy. Why are you so silly? You know I thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I don't want to mess it up. I think it's Tism, but he's I mean he's a definitely 
he's a pass rusher. He's a guy that, you know, for LSU, uh, he, he changed some games for them. The Alabama game, he yeah. changed some games, got some sacks, uh, getting after the quarterback. Uh, he knows how to pass rush. Uh, with Yannick wanting to get out of Jacksonville, uh, you put him and Josh Allen uh, on the two ends. We definitely have people to get after the quarterback. Uh, so I, I like that pick. Um, you know, I thought that was, a, you know, we needed an edge rusher. Obviously, Yannick wants to go. I think it's a couple more guys, uh, you know, a couple more issues we need to address. I like to see him get a wide receiver. And that's, that's why I really wanted him to go. I thought when Akuda was gone, I thought we should have went receiver and maybe got one of these uh, corners that some of these other guys reached for. We could have got them in the later rounds. Uh, since Henderson would have still been there and some of these other, you know, good corners would have still been there. Uh, but, you know, the Jaguars went with Henderson and, I thought I thought Jerry Judy was is just a, a player I think that we could possibly regret picking. He, I mean, when you look at the Alabama receivers that have come out, Amari Cooper, Kevin Ridley, you know, both these guys have almost had, you know a thousand yards or close to a thousand yards in rookie year. Yeah. Now, obviously, this guy, uh, battle test, he's going to be similar to that or, or, or you know on that you know on that same scale. So uh, look for him to have big things. I thought we had him. I thought the Forty ers were going to get him. Uh, but they took Kinlaw, which was another player I thought the Jaguars, uh, a big defensive lineman that was, uh, you know, he, he, he wrecked havoc in that SEC. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was definitely a good, you know, it was definitely some good picks, you know, uh, for the Jaguars. You got some solid players, guys that can uh, come in. We, I talked about them before in our podcast, guys that can come in and be ready to play. I think both of these guys can come in and be ready to contribute day one for the Jaguars. Okay, now let's talk about Yannick. You, you mentioned him a second ago because, um, of course, Dave Caldwell was looking to, you know, what what can we get for him? Does anybody want to trade during the draft? Can we get some more picks? And it seemed like – well, not – it seemed nothing happened. So, no – I don't know if his price was just too high. Um, today they reported that, uh, that uh, David Caldwell said that, you know, it, it's, you know it was very limited – you know, yeah. his options think, were very uh, limited. So, uh, you know, just scenarios here. If Yannick, do, do you think Yannick will sit out? If, if Like if nobody wants to trade for him and he's left with a franchise offer on the table, which he hasn't signed, do you think he'll sit out? Uh, you know, I don't think he, to be honest with you, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, I don't think he has enough money or I don't think he, you know, to, to sit out a year like that, I don't think. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it'll hurt him. Uh, Le'Veon Bell obviously did it as a running back. But Le'Veon Bell was the best running back in football at the time when yeah. he did that. Uh, Yannick is not the best pass rusher in hell right now. Um, so and I think that's what he feels he's at. And obviously, you know, I don't have a problem with him feeling the way he feels about himself. But his price tag is, is a little high for what he's asking the Jaguars. I think about offered him. From what I, if the sources are true, what the Jaguars are, I think they've offered him a fairly good deal, even after the Kaufman situation. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, even with the, the franchise tag, the money he's going to make, he's not, I mean, that's guaranteed money. So, if he, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, depending on when the season starts, if they do have a training camp, I, I definitely don't expect him to show up to training camp. Uh, if he does show up, it'll be, Sometime late in the season for him to get that accredited season, uh, but he, you know, whatever he has to, you know, get that accredited season for him to move on uh, in free agency. If he doesn't do that, 
then that would not be a smart, you know, we talked about the business side. Yeah. That wouldn't be a smart business decision for him to not play uh, because he would still uh, fall under those rules that he wouldn't be able to walk out of the free agent because he would actually not, I uh, think, uh, you know, because he would still not meet the the unrestricted uh, status at that point uh, because of him sitting out. Because I mean, of I mean, some so, of the new so CBA see, rules, so th- that's that's one scenario he doesn't he doesn't show up. But the second scenario is if he comes in, and and Caldwell said that you know if he comes back, we're going to welcome him with open arms. But it's got to be hurt feelings there, you know. And and it, is it hard to come back in and play your best? You 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 looking at the the people side eyed because you know you feel like they done treated you, you know, less than they should have treated you. Is you know is he going to be the same guy in the locker room? Well, you know I, I don't expect him to be a cheerful guy, a guy that the Jaguars would call on to show up for public appearances and do things of that nature. He's not going to be that guy. He's not going to maybe be media friendly, but uh, if he's smart, he's definitely got to go out and do his job because as another organization looking at on the outside, if you feel like okay, if he well, we sign this guy. He gets upset with us. Is he going to do the same thing and not play his best? Yeah. Because why would we sign this guy? What What is our incentive to bring him here if he's going to do the same thing? If he gets upset with his contract with us, will he act the same way? So I think Yannick needs to uh, stay off of social media. I don't think him and, and Tony Khan, him going after Tony Khan is not driving. Yeah, yeah they, they were going here. back and forth last week, man, and that, that was – I was like, ooh. And Tony told him that. I mean, this isn't driving your price value up. I mean, it's the truth. You look at a Jadavian Clowney, who was, you know, a top pick in the NFL, he's had to lower his price tag and and still a free agent at this point. Yeah. Uh, And and Yannick and Jadavian were asking in the same ballpark figure, you know, $20, $25 million a year. And Jadavian has to lower that price, and Yannick, He's going to have to lower his as well, too, because when you look at his production, you know, and, and, and that's what, you know, it is. Does he have sack fumbles? Yes, but his sacks have gone down every year that he's been in the league. And that's no, you know, fault of his own, but it's the fact. And, and if you look at his numbers, he had eight sacks last year. That's not worth $20 million yeah. a year. Yeah, I'm sorry, right. that's just not how, that just doesn't generate it. You know, had you had... 10, 12, 14. But but then, now now know, we now we know we know the numbers numbers don't lie. So yeah, we got eight sacks. But what about the things that are not gonna show in the numbers? Like him being disruptive on that line or him, you know, he might not have got a sack, but he might he he might be bringing that pressure. He definitely I mean, and a lot of that is because of, you know, the presence of Calais Campbell, who is now gone as well. Yeah. So what will Yannick be without Calais? You know, he will be a different player, you know. And, and, and with him having that pass rush, as he's gotten good at it, the you know lines have slid to him, and that's why his production is gone. Because now he's getting the tight end to the side. He's getting that running back to chip him. You know, he's getting a chip. You know, before the tight end releases to go out. So he's you know he's he's having all these things now to combat his pass rush, and his stats are going down. For him to make that twenty million dollars uh, status. His stats have got to excel in that, even getting double teamed and having a line, you know, protection slide to his way. So, for me, 
I'm not liking Gakwa. I think he's a great player. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I think, you know, the Jaguars, you know, may have mistreated him and handled him wrong. Uh, I think they should have, you know, worked to a long-term deal a long time ago. I thought he was a player that, you know, obviously drafted and a guy you want to keep around. So I thought they should have offered him a deal. I think Coughlin did kind of sour it a little bit with the take it or leave it deal. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where he kind of broke off and, and things kind of went sour uh, there at the beginning of the season. And, you know, he came in, you know, when he did and he played and, you know, he had his, you know, spats on the sideline, you, you know, this is my last effing game and, you know, get me out of here and, you know, the things he, you know, you can mouth him saying on the sideline. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think he, I really don't think him and Todd Walsh see eye to eye. So I think that's where it in lies the, 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 the true problem. Yeah, problem. Okay, well, we got uh, we got round two and three um, that's going to be happening tonight. Um, and, of course, Jaguars only have one, one pick in round two. They're picking number 10, and then they're picking number nine in round three. And when you get to round four and five, you know, we got multiple picks um, yeah, in, in those round rounds. Two, yeah, round two, they got to, you know, they, I think they've got to get a playmaker offensively. Round three, uh, hopefully we get some, uh, you know, offensive linemen, uh, uh, you know, I, I pray somehow we find a way to get Jalen Hurts on our team somehow. Uh, I'd love to see that. I think he's a winner. I think he would uh, obviously come in and compete with Manziel, obviously great at, you know, making our, you know, each of those guys better and our team better. Uh, but I think he's a winner, and I think he would help in some of the, you know, leadership that we might be lacking in this locker room for such a young team now that we're going to have with Calais gone now yeah. and a lot of guys. You know that with A's gone, AJ gone, uh, Telvin's you know gone. Uh, Miles Jack is still here, Linder's here, but you know, we we got we got a fairly fairly very young team, so uh, it's going to be something that's definitely going to be needed as far as leadership. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens tonight in round two, round three. Now, any of the other picks from any other teams? Did anything surprise you last night? I know the Raiders uh, traded up um, to to make a pick, uh, but any, did anything else surprise you? I saw, you know, the Packers taking Jordan Love out of Utah State. Yeah. They traded up to get him uh, kind of the same deal that happened to Aaron Rodgers, you know, when Brett Favre was there, almost the same age, uh, drafted for the future, didn't tell, you know, Aaron Rodgers about it. Uh, so that's, you know, that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, you know, obviously Jordan Love, you know, and, and going there to, to back up Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, they were in the NFC, you know, NFC Championship game last year, so. He's got to be feeling some way, looking like you know all these receivers in this draft. And you guys got the quarterback first round. Uh, you know, what about giving me some weapons? You know, some some, some guys to get the ball to. Uh, what about that? So, I think that uh, he's definitely going to be looking at it. And the draft was on. It looks like the Cincinnati Bengals have taken a receiver from Clemson, T. Higgins, the big guy. Uh, it looks like they've taken him. Uh, to give Joe Barrow somebody to throw to. Yeah, I see. So they just got the um, the first pick around too. Um, let's go ahead and, and, and um, we're gonna end this out because uh, we'll be back next Monday to basically go over all of the picks from the draft, Jaguars and the other teams. Yo, but before we get out of here, um, hey, you know t- Tom Brady is really making a lot of news being down there in Tampa. Yeah, like, you, you know the police. But he was he was in the park practicing the other day, and the park was closed due to the whole uh, you know coronavirus thing so the police told him to go home so he was supposed to be meeting up with Byron Leftwich this week and 
he went to Byron's house. Well, he thought it was Byron's house. Basically just walked in the house unannounced and it wasn't Byron's house. It was the neighbor's house. He was next door to Byron Leftwich's house. Well, I'm sure they didn't call the police. They probably got an autograph or will get an autograph picture or jersey or, you know, Byron, I'm sure, will take care of him and give him some tickets or something. That, I'm sure. I mean, it, it, I, I'm, it, I'm sure it, Tom it, didn't do nothing bad. I'm sure they probably were startled. Uh, I'm sure they were, also, yeah. They probably also were, you know, a little bit enjoying it, too. You know, it's not too many times a you know, six-time Super Bowl champ walks in your house. <laughs> so I mean, hey, we got to give it up to the Bucks, man. So they got they went and got Tom Brady. Um, they got Gronk this past week too. Gronk is coming back. Um, I mean, what what, what you got to say about them Bucks, man? Uh, they got offensive line the last night to protect Tom Brady. Yes, I mean, you know, Tom, I mean they're definitely uh, you know what the Bucks are a team that you know the Super Bowl has never been hosted. You know, has been played in by a home team and. I think the Bucks are definitely trying to make a move for that with signing Brock, uh, Brady and Gronk and, you know, trying to get offensive line. I think they still need a running back, uh, down there, but they've got some definite weapons, uh, with Gronk, Michael Levin. They still got OJ Howard. Uh, you got another tower and tight end and break. Uh, I mean, if they get another, maybe a possible receiver and running back, they can definitely do some things down there. Yeah. I understand the Buccaneers, um, stock went way up. They are looking oh, yeah. like you know one one of the favorites this upcoming season. If if they have a season, that's still kind of things are still kind of in limbo with this pandemic. And of course, you know we're gonna keep our eye on it and we keep talking about it on the podcast. Um, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, this is the um, NFL 2020 Draft Podcast Edition. We'll um, be back on um, Monday. We're gonna start doing weekly again, uh, talking about what's going on because once again, the season is still. You know, it's still a big question mark. You know, will games be played with nobody in the stadium? It, it, it's it, it's a lot well, of things that we don't even know. Well, they talked about it, and, you know, they're planning on starting on time, and college football is planning on starting on time. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, they're, they're saying that the, the heat will help, you know, kind of knock this uh, virus down, and in the you know, fall or winter we could possibly see another outbreak. Uh, but hopefully this heat, uh, you know, obviously here in Florida, being here in Florida, help kill it and around the country. Yeah. We'll still put some heat and kill it. And just make sure you don't inject no, uh, Lysol in the bleach <laughs> into your body, even though the president has now come and said he was saying it sarcastically. No, he wasn't. Pick, no, no, he, he wasn't. That's what he said. He said he said it sarcastically. No, he wasn't. To pick at the, the reporters like the lady who, who called him out about it today. Well, she said, no, he said, well, I was saying it to, you know, sarcastically, rhetorically, like reporters like you, uh, well, so many, so many people report fake news. So he tried to put a spin on it, but that's what it, you know, he, he, he's a real, you know, he, they've got a hundred cows in, I want to say in Maryland, I, I want to say, so, of Trump supporters injecting or, uh, ingesting bleach or Lysol. Yeah, Ly- Lysol had to put out a statement saying, hey, Please don't do this. Our product is not meant to be swallowed, ingested, uh, IV dripped in your body. They, Lysol had to say, don't do it. Please don't do it, people, because that's not healthy. That will kill you, really. Uh, yeah, that's some toxic not. stuff. Yeah, I, I don't get that, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, hopefully, you know, people will see for what it is and, uh, you know, 
we don't stay home. Hopefully, we won't stay home in November. We'll come out and we'll vote. And yeah. We'll, and we'll find somebody to lead our country with. And I haven't been happy with every president. Um, and I wasn't happy with all the time with President Obama or Bush or, or Clinton, for that matter. But somebody that's just going to lead our country, country with dignity, uh, respect, and uh, integrity. Yeah. Uh, something that, you know, I, I think that even if I didn't like Bush, you know, I, I think I still think he did it, you know, with decency, integrity. Uh, you know, he, he, you know, he was a stand-up person. He wasn't going to come out and, and just lie to us. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Or, or say he didn't say something. Or, you know, he just said it, you know, the day before. And now when people call him out on his, his fake news. So, uh, you know, I just just pray. Yeah. That's, <laughs> hey, that's all we can do. Like I said, I think we, we will have an election coming up in November. And even, even this whole election process is going to be different because, you know, these um, th- these candidates can't hit the road like normal. Yeah, they can't. They can't have these big, you know, rallies and stuff rallies, like that. Yeah, definitely gonna be there, and, and, and that's and that's the crazy part because you know we watch these corona, coronavirus updates. And, I mean, that's what he's having us. You know, he's having political, you know, campaigns every day. Yeah. Uh, for people to watch, uh, on you know, and, and he's pretty much you know doing it for free. He's not. I mean, it's not costing him money. I mean, this is you know people want to know it, and, and he gets mad when people call him out for uh, his you know. His, his, his actions and yeah. the way he, things he said and you know, he, he hangs his hat on oh, I made the band I called for the band with no Jeffs <laughs> well, that's him, you know but you know after that he did nothing so yeah. I mean I, I mean I'm, I'm 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 a witness to it you know I still was able to go on a cruise in February two cruises I went on a cruise in February and a cruise in March and I went to New Orleans in March. You know, it wasn't no travel bands. He, he let them have me. He let them have Mardi Gras. Yeah. You know, all these big, you know, gatherings. You no, know, it was not, none of that in, in February. So, um, let's let's not get on the political stuff. It'll be it'll it'll, it'll take away from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but we got to keep it real, man. That's what we do. We got to keep it real. Yeah, we keep, keep it, it real. real. But I'm a customer. I might say, I might say some bad words. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll be back next Monday to uh, go over all of the draft picks. Um, and uh, just talk about what's going on in the world of sports. Hey, don't forget this Sunday you got um, part three and part four of the uh, Michael Jordan documentary, Chicago Bulls. It's on ESPN. We're definitely going to talk about that too next week. Uh, I'm definitely watching. You know, I'm, I already tried to watch it on the fire thing, but I couldn't get it. <laughs> hey, this, hey, this, Swift, hey, this is Michael Jordan. DeAndre, they got that thing locked down. No, you ain't going to be able to see it until Sunday. DeAndre Swift just went to Georgia too. On the Georgia, he just went to the Lions. Went to, oh, went to Detroit. Yeah, I was hoping the Jaguars can get him. Uh, I mean, he's a good running back. That would have been a, a nice pickup in round two for the Jaguars. Mm. We got we're there at pick thirty six. We're picking six picks. Yeah, so Jaguars are getting ready to pick in a minute. Hey, don't forget um, if you want to listen to any of the past podcast episodes, just follow us on Instagram at Keep It Real Podcast. That's the best way to get in touch with us. Um, if you click the link in the bio, that's everything you need. Um, to get at us, all right. Keep it real podcast at Keep It Real Podcast on um, Instagram, and that'll take you to our Twitter and all that good stuff. We'll be back with you on Monday. We out.